Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're back for episode five of the week before we play Auburn. As you're listening to this, uh, you're getting prepared. Tomorrow is game day. Get your mind right. Get yourself set. Get yourself whatever you need to get going, uh, whether that be ice or Coke. Daniel and I were just having a good conversation about queso dip. So find your best provider of queso dip and mm-hmm. get that going. You're going to need it. Uh, and if you're new to the podcast, a few things we need to get straight out of the gate. Daniel and I are not experts of anything other than queso dip. That might be on a resume as experts on that. And you, I, I certified. I you am are certified. certified. I've, passed, yes. I've passed all the exams. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, we are not anything having to do with insiders of recruiting. We know what stars are and what crystal bar- balls are, but we don't put any guesses into those. Daniel, what are we? Uh, we're Georgia fans. This is a podcast for Georgia fans, put on by Georgia fans. It's just a place to talk the way that fans talk. So, again, um, if you are looking for something else, then there's a lot of great podcasts out there for you. But if you're a Georgia fan that's just looking to hear uh, Georgia fans give their takes on things, if you're looking to enter, have a place where you can interact with other fans, uh, we would love to interact with you. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Uh, follow the show on your podcast provider of choice. Subscribe to the show. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Thanks, by the way, to all of you who have given us reviews recently. We don't call you out by name on the podcast. We do read the reviews. We do appreciate all of the five-star reviews that we have gotten. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, those make us feel good. Uh, we appreciate that. You can do all those things. You can tell somebody about the show. All of that helps us out. We're here every day talking to you about Georgia football. And this this week, we're here every day talking to you about how much Auburn sucks. Clint. Oh, Auburn man. They're awful. is the worst. True or false, Clint? Auburn's the worst. Um. They're pretty darn bad. They're bottom. They're barrel scrapers for sure. They're bottom feeders. Like you go to some restaurants and you don't order the fish because they're just mm-hmm. bottom feeders. That's what Auburn mm-hmm. is. Suckling on bacteria is what they do for food. Definitely going to make you sick to your stomach. Like that's the that's what Correct. Auburn is. If you spend too much time, um, shout out to Auburn, the town. By the way, probably. Mm. Oh, gosh, there's Gainesville. Oh, Gainesville. It is no, no, it no, is no, a no. fist fight between Auburn and Gainesville as the worst. There's more. I'll say this. There's more to do in Gainesville than there is in Auburn, Alabama. Auburn, Alabama is a farmer's backyard that they put mm. a university on. It mm. is. There's a there's a toilet paper thing that they've got going. Sure. I don't worst I tradition in the to SEC. Worst tradition in the SEC. Um, yeah, Auburn. Auburn's tough because they are the little brother to two programs. Yes. Um, and they're the two biggest rivals of that school. It's tough to be Auburn. Uh, but we but we extend we extend the streak over them uh, this week. We uh, widen our margin in the all time series uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and we go into that stupid stadium and we and we notch a, a much needed win, a much Gosh. needed SEC West road win. Yes, um, yes, Daniel, much needed. 
Daniel, uh, talking about how much Auburn sucks, could you could you venture a guess as to the total offensive rank of the Auburn Tigers? Total rank in college football for the Auburn War Eagle Tiger team. Plainsman. Plains. Oh, thank you. I forgot the other one. Plainsman. Um. Uh, what I mean, maybe they're like fortieth. Uh, you were being generous 51st daniel 51st in total offense well our offense clint i don't know if you know this sucks oh th- our they're the offense worst, daniel they're is, awful our offense is the worst we only scored 27 points against missouri set oh, it on fire we? clint how dare we um so we must be down in the 80s 90s 100 110 uh, clint 120 nope. nay daniel nay we're not we're not down there folks if you want to hear something if you want to well, know I, something I, i'd, I'd about, love to hear that's why i tuned into the podcast today well they get specifically uh, to hear something 32nd daniel we are 32nd oh. in total offense of all ncaa uh baylor's 26 some other notable schools usc's 36 uh, below us we're 32nd daniel firmly in the there. top third uh of of all offenses in the entire country hmm. not 51st no, no, not that. Nope. Um, uh, well, how about that? How, we how about are. Um, we're going to play some factor fiction today, and um, let's talk about that offense of Georgia for a second. Um, predicated on the run game, would yep. you say so? I would say so. Um, uh, we like to run the ball. We are, I believe, Kirby used the word stubborn in the yes. run game. Yes, he did this week. Um, uh, we're stubborn run team, uh, and Kirby seems to take pride in that, but whatever. I digress. <laughs> uh, their defensive line, strength of their team. No, without a doubt. I mean, they got those guys, Davidson, Brown, Bryant. I mean, those guys are, those, those are, are, those are bad dudes. Those are bad dudes. Bad intentions with a lot of muscle to back it up. So let me ask you this first factor fishing, Clint. Fact or fiction, this Georgia offensive line is going to struggle, and I'm going to let you define the word struggle, okay. against that Auburn defensive front. Uh, here's how I'm going to define struggle. We are below our expected performance, and we are below our yards per carry or yards per attempt rushing. That's what I'm going to say, okay? Um, okay. That's it. And that is fact. This offensive D-line, they, again, we are stubborn. Kirby wants to run inside. He likes chopping wood inside to set up everything else. He will not give up on it. So if we, Daniel, we, we have seen, if we get one yard, two yard, one yard, negative mm-hmm. two, four, mm-hmm. inside between the, the guard, the center, and the guard, and inside the tackle, Kirby will not stop doing it. He doesn't care. He says, run it again. Run it again, run it again. He's proven a point. He's setting things up. Much talked about that. But, Daniel, uh, that's where Auburn welcomes you to run. Like, they just say, please, we're begging you. Because we have just gargantuan humanoids in the middle that love nothing but taking up space. Uh, we will struggle against the front three of Auburn. Uh, just take it to the bank and expect it, Georgia fan. 
be ready for it. Don't be thrown off guard when it happens. Clint, let me hit you with a big, fat fiction. This Whoa. is a this is a hard disagree. Oh my goodness, Daniel! Here, here on the podcast, get fired up. Um, uh, you mentioned season averages. Now, listen, season averages include games that we really shouldn't be including in this season averages. Okay, right. games against Murray State, etc. But um, uh, we rush the ball for an average of 217 yards a game, 5.7 yards per carry. Okay, that's what that's what this offense has done uh, on the season. I believe that a 200-yard rushing game is well within the scope of possibility in this game. Uh, and I will not cite previous games for you. Um, uh, I will simply cite previous Auburn games for you. Mm. What What's the thing that we said about this defensive front? Um, they've been around for a while, eh? Long time. They've they played a lot of games. Clint. Together they have. Which means they played a lot of games against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Clint. They probably played last year against Georgia. They did. Yeah. Um, how'd Derek Brown do in that game? Clint, oh, first hey, Derek. Round, first round draft pick. How'd he do? Hey. What? Uh... Did he did he did he make a lot of tackles for loss? Did he have a lot oh. of did have he a lot have big any, time plays? Did he have any did he have many tackles, Daniel? Hmm. How about in the twenty seventeen SEC championship game, the time we played oh. him before that? Any uh, big big time game there for uh for the vaunted Auburn defense play? Any big no. runs in that game? Let me ask you that. Any big runs by current UGA running backs What's in up, that DeAndre? game? Remember when uh, we all got introduced to DeAndre and we all said hello? I'm just I'm gonna say this right now. Uh, against Florida, Georgia had 119 yards rushing. Against Missouri, Georgia had 166 yards rushing. Uh, Georgia will have its most. Georgia will have more than that in this game. More than 166. Really? That is that that number continues to climb this week. Wow. I I think. I think of the boys up front, Cade Mays, Ben Cleveland, Trey Hill seems to be healthy in a full go, Solomon Kenley, uh, and of course, Andrew Thomas, Isaiah Wilson. I, the, it's not these guys' first rodeo either, Clint. You no. understand what I'm saying? Like, this this Auburn defensive front, yeah, they're big, they're strong, they're good. Okay. But so is ours. Our offensive front is all of those things too. And so I think that's a fiction. I think Georgia's Georgia's offensive line, we will not get to the end of this game and say, boy, the offensive line really struggled. There's no way. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Daniel, I certainly hope. I certainly hope that is that is the case. That would make for a great, great game for us. Um, all right, wraps it up for segment number one. Segment number two, we're going to come back with some more fact or fiction. Don't go away. All right, Daniel, we're back. Got a couple more fact or fictions for everybody. Uh, I ask you this. I'm going to ask away. All right. Fact or fiction. Jorge, Jorge Pickens, a.k.a. George Pickens, will haul in over... I've never heard of that guy. (laughs) Jorge, 
will haul in over five catches this game. Fact or fiction? Five is the number. Uh, if you don't know, if you've, again, an Auburn fan living in a cave or under a rock, uh, you guys at one point thought to yourself you were going to have big old number one on your team mm. catching some also, balls from Bo Nix. Also, Auburn fan, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. So glad Hello. to have you. So we glad are. to have you listening. It's kind of odd that you're listening to us and not your own locked on uh, Tiger War Eagle Plainsman, but we we it digress. But we welcome you. It's confusing that. to even know what which podcast is the right one to turn you, on. You are you're not never sure. a bulldog. This much you're I never, know. I could tell you that. Well, they might have added a fourth mascot since we last checked. That's it true. Could have happened. That's true. Uh, oh. Jorge was scheduled, predicted, heading to Auburn, and then what happened? Well, he said Kurt. Bo Nix is going to be the quarterback. Okay. Cool. Well, I see hard, where you're going, and it's hard downhill. Pass. Hard pass. Oh, Jake Fromm? Yeah, sign me up. Does he um, have more than five catches in this game, Daniel? I don't think he does. I don't think so. I think I, I mentioned this uh, the other day on the pod. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit slower of a day. I expect Cager to do his normal Cager thing because, listen, Lawrence Cager is starting to show me he's that dude. Oh, you understand, gosh. like Todd Gurley's that dude, like like Nick Chubb was that dude, like like they don't ever not come through. It's Daniel, a little can early. You name can you name another player like Sir Lawrence of Cager that has made himself so much money from one year to the next, like he has? He I, was undrafted. He was undrafted six months ago. Correct. And now. He won't be a first round pick. No. But he'll be a third to fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. And some NFL team Ask the Chief how those late those mid round picks go for wide receivers for him. Let me ask you this. I'm getting off I'm getting off topic. I say the answer is fiction. I think a big day from either Demetrius Robinson or Dominic Blaylock or both, in addition to Cager, I think Pickens will be somewhat limited. Let me ask you this side question though, now that we're talking about Sir Lawrence of Cager. Who are you taking in a one-game scenario? Okay? National championship game. Okay. One-game scenario. Javon Wims or Sir Lawrence of Cager? Stop it. Oh, you did me dirty. Okay. Uh, That's good right there. That's That's good. good. Long-time listeners of the pod will know. uh, Daniel Knight, one of our favorite wide receivers ever in the history of UGA is Wims. I that the, boy Javon Wims, man. Oh my gosh, he did everything we ever asked him to do and more. I still think he is he is blocking a defender downfield still right now at he this is. current hour. There's an Oklahoma defender on skates that is just cruising out the back of the end zone. Gosh, Javon forever in our hearts. Uh, right now, Daniel, if you're asking me today because the season has yet to end, it's Javon Wims. Uh, and and Cager could oh. become that dude, like you said, but he's not there hey. quite yet. Hey, Lawrence, I know you're listening to the podcast. That's Thanks. what my man over there, Clint, thinks about you. That's what he thinks about you. Just I just I'm not trying to motivate you or anything. I'm just trying to say that that guy over there on the other side uh, of the microphone he he doesn't even want you on his team. That's what he said. He doesn't <laughs> even want you. That's what. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. Uh, Daniel, I also think this is fiction. Jorge will not have more than five catches. He's going to be amped for this game, that's for sure. Like, there's no there's no doubt about that. Um, but I think as we've seen, he's due for I don't know. He might catch one out of three thrown his way, um, and the one that he does catch will be the most spectacular catch of the game. It'll just be some freakish thing. Uh, but he's not getting more than five. Um, I think he's going to be a little too amped for this, and Sir Lawrence of Cage are going to ball out. So I agree with you. It is fiction as well. If he tries to catch it with one hand, though, Jake Fromm will probably try to prove a point by never throwing him the ball again. Brian Greasy will quit his job, enroll at UGA, beat out Jake Fromm, and then refuse to throw the ball his way to prove a principal precept that you don't go up with one hand. How dare you, young man? Brian Greasy. Gosh, Brian Greasy. Um, never, never has there been a less relevant person trying to act like they're still they know something about quarterbacking. Greg Greg McElroy still in the booth. I I just warn you. I, I see your Greg McElroy, and I'll raise you Dan Orlovsky. Oh, they're all gosh. over the place. I see your Dan Orlovsky, and I raise you Pat McAfee. Oh, my word. The only one I could do. I see your Pat McAfee, and I raise you Gary Danielson. Yes! Boom! Winner. Drop the mic. Walk away. He done. Uh, All right. Uh, We we should probably move on. Uh, Hey, let's move on. That ends segment two. We're going to come back segment three with another Would You Rather as we finish up Auburn week. Uh, But first... With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Daniel, the last segment before we play. um, We say this every single week, but it doesn't get less true. Uh, This season is flying by. I mean, we're already already here at Auburn. Really flying by. Auburn's a little bit earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, this year, um, next year, Auburn going to be much earlier in the season, right. which very is going to be that. very confusing to me. But uh, we don't have to worry about that yet. Yes, no. we are. We are here uh, after this Auburn game. There'll only be two regular season games left. But after we beat Auburn this week, Clint, we will guarantee ourselves a third. Uh, game in the regular season, so to speak, in the SEC championship game. So that'll be mm-hmm. nice. It will uh, be nice, Daniel. It will be very, but we're very here. nice. Yeah, it's almost we're, it's almost ending. Yeah. Uh, so since we, we've talked a little bit about him already, but Derek Brown is just an absolute monster in the middle. Uh, he's going to become like a Vince Wilfork type dude, I think, in the NFL. Just a clogger and a mauler. Um, however, Daniel... Uh, I don't think I, – I, well, here's my question to you because I think we have somebody on the team who's going to be even better. And so I ask you, fact or fiction, Jordan Davis next year will be what Derek Brown is to Auburn this year. Fact or fiction? <laughs> I mean, I'm, li- I'm, I'm actually laughing. <laughs> Because all due respect to Jordan Davis, but there's not, there's no chance, there's no chance that Jordan Davis is going to be a top five NFL draft pick. 
Zero. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, Clint? Well, I- you, you think I insulted Sir Lawrence of Cager. I just, I mean, that's that's pretty, that's pretty downright derogatory to Jordan Davis. Listen, Jordan, by the way, my son, this is, this is my favorite. Jordan Davis, one of my favorite players on this team. I love this guy. I love this guy. Love everything that he's about. And he will be a yeah. first-round draft pick. Don't, yes. don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He will be a first-round draft pick. Um, he is not the same type of player that Derrick Brown is at all. No. Um, but love Jordan Davis. My son, after dinner tonight, Asher, long-time listeners of the podcast might remember my son, Asher. Um, uh, after dinner tonight, kids ate a pretty good dinner, and so we still have this giant bucket of Halloween candy <laughs> sitting in our house because, like— you know, we just like we're not. Can't, you can't let your kids eat seven hundred pieces of candy in one night, and so like we just we sort of like divvy it out. And so you know, most nights after dinner, it'll be like, all right, yeah, kids go grab a piece of candy out of the bowl, and you, you know, have a treat after dinner, whatever, blah, blah blah. My son goes over the bowl, and he is digging and digging, and like candy's falling on the floor, and I'm confused. I'm like, hey. What are you doing? Like, just mm-hmm. grab... Like, he always goes for the Kit Kat. I'm like, is there, are there no Kit Kats in the bowl? Like, did you eat them all already? And he was like, no, I'm not looking for a Kit Kat, Dad. And I was like, what in the world are you looking for? And he was like, Dad, I got to find the Swedish fish. Yeah, you I do. I got to get those Swedish fish. And I was like, since when do you want to eat Swedish fish? And he was like, Dad, Jordan Davis eats Swedish fish. I got to eat Jordan... I got to eat Swedish fish. And I said... Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me, son. That's, good enough for Jordan, good enough for you. It's, that's right. Um, listen, Jordan Davis and his Swedish Fish, one of my favorite players on this team, a true force in the middle. He He's not – but to even compare him to somebody like Derrick Brown, not even really a fair comparison because <laughs> Derrick Brown not. can't do the things Jordan Davis can do. But Jordan Davis can't do the things that Derrick Brown can do either. Yeah, when I say Vince Wilfork – I I do mean Vince Wilford. That's, he was he was just un, he just couldn't move the dude quite that's literally. That's who that dude is. That's who yeah. Derek Brown is. He just won't be moved, and you have to just find a different way around a defense because of him. Jordan Davis is big. Make make no mistake, giant man. Um, but no, he's he's not the statue that Derek Brown is. He's something different. Um, and and I agree. It is. Fiction. Jordan Davis is something totally different, and I am glad he's there. I again, I think he's great. We both love him. Uh, different, different breed of player. Um, so that is definitely fiction. Uh, Daniel, for this game, you got a couple of uh, honors that you wanna you wanna hand out or awards, preemptive awards that you wanna see what we think on. Preemptive awards. Let's do, we do this occasionally on Fridays. I'm curious to know your thoughts. Let's. Let's give the people, as a way of predicting how the game's going to go, we've already given you score predictions, we've already given you locks, we've already uh, diagnosed the offense and the defense, the run game, the pass game, the quarterbacks, all that situation. Let's just get right down to brass tacks. Let's go offensive MVP, defensive MVP. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Who you got? Who is your offensive MVP for the University of Georgia in this game? Last time we were... At this decrepit stadium, uh, Jake Fromm, good game, bad game, play a fun oh. little game. Good game, bad game. Uh, now it doesn't look so bad. 
to be yeah. totally honest with you, because I've <laughs> seen worse. True. That's true. That is but sadly, ob- sadly true. But objectively speaking, third worst game of his career. Completely. I think he completed like four passes, five passes that game. It was just... You could argue maybe second worst game of his career. You yeah, could argue he- it was worse than LSU last year. Yeah, you could. You really, really could. Uh, it was horrible. I think Jake Fromm bounces back in a big way, and I think Jake Fromm puts this team on his back once more and puts on a showing at Jordan-Hare Stadium and goes all out. My offensive MVP is Jake Fromm, uh, and he shows us why he is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Um, I'm going to say for my offensive MVP, I'm going to go with a young man by the name of Andrew Kindley or Solomon Thomas. I'm not sure <laughs> which throw one. Together? I'm not sure which one I'm going to do, but I'm going to go with the left side of the offensive line. That's my offensive MVP of this game. We we alluded to it. I alluded to it in the first segment of today's episode. Uh, I think the run game is going to do its thing. I think the offensive line is going to flex. I think the offensive line enjoys and appreciates a challenge Mm -hmm. in terms of a defensive front how are you doing florida pass rushers do you have a sack yet what's up did you did you get a sack yet or still no still no sacks new cool uh i'm looking forward to andrew thomas solomon kenley throwing a little trey hill over there give me a pulling cade maze um on some plays and let's uh Let's have some fun. Let's go to work. That's what. That's my offensive MVP of the game. Who you got for your defensive MVP, Clint? Uh, my defensive MVP. Um, th- now, now look again. When you play JV football, you have to be eyes and ears alert at all times for stupid plays. Uh, and I think this actually their offense plays to our strength that we have because we have some athletic guys that can get sideline to sideline not not the diagnose and attack that we are used to seeing but um i i gotta give him credit daniel he's impressed me and i know we made fun of him for being on the watch list but tay crowder Mm -hmm. bro you you showed out a couple of games and you know what uh i'll shut my mouth and i'll give you where credit's due and I think this game, he's our MVP, and for nothing other than making sure to stay home on assignment to cover the man out of the backfield when you're man-to-man and make tackles, I think he's up at nine, eight, nine tackles this game and some pretty big stops. Tay Crowder is going to be my defensive MVP for this game. Did you hear that, Trevor? Trevor? Trevor, are you, are you listening? There? Hello? Hello? <laughs> I just... I just want you to hear. I just want you to hear what we're saying, Trevor. Um, Take Crowder's a great choice. I <clears throat> man, there's a lot of different ways I could go on this. Um, I do. I do agree. Take Crowder's going to have a lot of tackles. I think he's going to make a lot of plays. I like Tyler Clark in this game. I like Tyler Clark to get a little push in this game, have a, have a nice game. I like Quay Walker to make a few plays in this game. I think this is a nice game for him. Athletic, fast, linebacker, hard hitter, good tackler. Doesn't it feel like to like, you that Quay Walker is having like an Aziz Ojolari kind of ascent at the end of the season coming on here? 
Like it feels like Quay is is starting to get more playtime and he's showing oh, flashes. Oh, 100%. He's doing that. That's yeah. 100% accurate. Um I like Nolan Smith to make a few plays. I like I, I like my boy Trayvon Walker to make mm-hmm. a few plays in this game. Mm-hmm. This chase down, like you know talk about side to side, sideline to sideline. Guys who are going to make athletic chase down plays. That's got Trayvon Walker written all over it. But I'm going to go the aforementioned Aziz Ojolari as my defensive MVP in this mm. game. I think he gets. I think he. I think um, we will be up by two scores in the fourth quarter of this game, and Aziz Ojolari will hit the quarterback when that happens because yep. we get Auburn into passing situations. And is that where they Ooh. want to be, Clint? <laughs> Look that- out! Look, we call that we call out. that the lookout block, and uh, Bo Nix is going to be hearing that quite a lot, quite a lot. But that club is already going to be swinging down on that mm-hmm. ball at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, my defensive MVP. All right, Clint, all the talking is done. It's time. It's time to get after it. It's time to play let's, this game. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready, uh, Daniel. I got my Swedish fish in hand. Let's go. <laughs> I am fired up. Cheese dip. Can you dip Swedish fish in cheese dip? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend because t- tempt me. Go ahead. Tempt. I'm just. Uh, that sounds disgusting. It does um, suck. Uh, Georgia fans, I hope uh, you've got some great plans to watch the game. I hope you got your uh, your situation all lined up. If not, you need to hurry up and get that taken care of. Um, uh, we expect a very favorable outcome to the georgia bulldogs but but win or lose blowout or nail biter we will be back to talk about it all week next week as we always are on the locked on bulldogs podcast we'll see you guys then see ya